0: This is the Northern Miner Podcast for the week of November 7th, and this is your host, Matthew Keevil. As usual, we are brought to you by the Yukon Mining Alliance. Please surf by YukonMiningAlliance.ca to check out all the exciting exploration and development news going on in the Yukon Territory. Uh, and welcome back, guys. Coming off that Halloween episode last week. That was always fun. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed our uh, long form interview with uh, filmmaker Nettie Wilde. And uh, again, please do uh, hop by the Van City Theater or the Rio Theater a little bit later to check out Conalina, Our Land. Beautiful. You can uh, surf over to our website to check out details on tickets or go by the box office. Um, and this week we have a pretty good show for you. Uh, moving along, moving along. Uh, Leslie will be back with another episode of the Geology Corner where we talk about veneer theory and the Hadean era, I believe. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Once again, this is more so an opportunity for me to ask questions and Leslie to help me out. (laughs) So we will run that a little bit later. The other thing I have this week is I talked to President and CEO Jeffrey Wilson of Precipitate Gold. Now, Precipitate has the Wanda Herrera project in the Dominican uh, Dominican Republic uh, in Central America. And that's right next door. Uh, people might be uh, familiar with GoldQuest um Mining, uh, which is advancing, has a PEA on its uh, Romero copper gold project, which is sitting on around, I think, 1.6 million gold equivalent ounces in the DR. Uh, and these are um, on, right near the Haitian border, almost, on the border of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So sort of not, not right next to the tourist there is. Um, but uh, there has some, been some interesting work do, uh, down there modeling this, the styles of mineralization they're discovering. It's still quite early days. There's been some talk about VMS deposits, orogenic gold, Uh, some sulfate um epithermal sulfatization so it's an interesting chat i have with uh jeff from precipitate and that runs about six minutes we will be uh i'll uh, run that for you uh, after the geology corner so uh, closer to the end of the show uh but uh just to uh to uh run through our macro really quick obviously the united states election is the big talk of the moment, um, just uh, d- this is obviously a little bit outside our purview. But uh, the FBI reaffirmed recently that Clinton's handling of the emails was not a crime. Gold, which broke uh, or crested, I should say, that's a better uh, bit of verbiage. Uh, crested thirteen hundred last week fell subsequent to that happening to one thousand two hundred eighty-five dollars around uh, per ounce. So once again, we see this just this whipsaw effect uh, with the United States and gold. Um, and uh, just, just to get the U.S. election out of the, out of the way here, uh, the final Bloomberg Politics National Poll before Tuesday's election has Clint ahead of Trump 44% to 41% when third-party candidates are included. Uh, so obviously we've seen the effect this could potentially have on gold. Um, if Trump wins, it's going to go up. And if Clinton wins, it's probably going to stay well below $1,300. Um, t- uh, meanwhile, silver, uh, $18.31 an ounce. Copper doing quite well on uh on a perception of reinvigorated demand out of some of the Asian economies, is trading at $2.32 a pound. Uh, oil has continued to be relatively range bound, between $40 and $50 per barrel, so West Texas Intermediate. Today we are looking at $45.52 per barrel, um, and yeah, just a quick uh, quick catch up on some of the base metal uh, fundamentals going on right now. Uh, several base metals actually have pushed uh, multi-month highs. Um, as noted, we saw a three-month uh, high in the copper price recently. Uh, nickel has broken through resistance to reach a three-month high. Um, and we're doing quite well on the base metal side uh, f- copper inventories fell in net 6600 tons to 298,400 tons with bulk declines in Asia so we're seeing uh, a little bit of a rebound in the copper price again that's also uh, we've seen that we've talked a little bit about the met coal price rise which is now I believe nearing 300 uh, 300 dollars a ton which is impressive for metallurgical coal uh, we can obviously say that's a general surprise for pretty much everybody I don't think anyone was calling that one um, so that's what we Sort of are in terms of our macroeconomics. Obviously, everyone will be watching with bated breath uh, for the United States election to wrap up uh, and all the absolute insanity that has ensued with that situation. Um, so yeah, without uh, without uh, putting it off any longer, let's jump right in to uh, this week's geology corner with Leslie again. Uh, this is I'm it's about veneer theory. So uh, the period in the Earth's formation prior to the Archean, as I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, but we get into this in in detail, uh, and there's a few competing theories on what exactly was going on. With There's meteors. It's actually quite exciting. I'm, I won't lie. So without... I don't want to root it, so we'll run it right now, and I will see you on the other side. Because yeah, yeah, we were supposed to do this segment last week, but we had to do the... Um, conalina segment with nettie yeah
1: which was amazing um
0: so this was supposed to be leslie's halloween geology corner which is you said it had a little bit of a spooky angle to it well it's
1: really funny because since we just wrapped up halloween and then i realized well our american neighbors down south are actually heading into the u.s presidential election so i thought that i'd keep this week's geology theme along the same lines which is Spooky and scary.
0: And like the presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's fair. Yeah. Totally yeah.
1: fair. So yeah, this this week I am taking everyone on a journey into hell on Earth. Whoa. Whoa. More specifically the Hadean era, Eon, sorry, Earth's first 600 million years.
0: Obviously named after Hades the Greek god of the underworld.
1: That's absolutely right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) obviously, because the surface on the Earth back then was truly hellish, Mm -hmm. clearly. So scientists today also refer to it as the darkest of the dark ages in Earth's history because so little is actually known about it. But, you know, the events that may have transpired during the haitian eon could explain some of like the earth's greatest mysteries, like why our planet has such an abundant supply of precious metals near the surface. And of course, you know, the big one, the origin of life. Yeah, Big deal. So I'm just going to jump into it, I suppose. Yeah, let's
0: hear it. This sounds really interesting. This is like the beginning.
1: This is the very beginning. So
0: this is like and the everything happened of geological time.
1: The, oh, yeah, sounds great. There
0: we go. That's, <laughs> That's the dawn. title, the dawn of geological time. I love it.
1: So, yeah, when the Earth formed about 4.6 billion years ago, it was a molten ball of magma that began to differentiate. So kind of like when you take a bottle of salad dressing and you shake it up and you just let it settle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the Earth did. So the heaviest elements in the magma, like iron... Um, and such, they all sank and formed the Earth's metallic core. So all these iron-loving elements that were mixed up in the jazz, like this, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce it right, sid- siderophiles. siderophiles, Okay, that's like the nerdy name and I can't pronounce it, but um, <laughs> that's okay. The <laughs> <up. Yeah. laughs> so these iron-loving elements like gold, rhenium and platinum group metals, mm-hmm. they all like latched onto iron and got sunk down below into the core as well. But um, so, yeah, here's the catch. Because these gold and rhenium and platinum group metals have such a strong affinity for iron, their abundance in the Earth's crust today and mantle should actually be really low. OK. But it's not. And this has perplexed scientists forever. So why is that? Well, they realize, well, one scientific explanation is called the Earth's late veneer theory.
0: The veneer theory, okay. Yeah,
1: which is partly derived from isotope work done on lunar and Earth and asteroid samples, but I would also go so Asteroids. far nice. to say that there's been some marijuana sampling in there as well. Oh, there you
0: go. That'll <laughs> tell you a lot. I can. I, it's very insightful stuff, that marijuana. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. So in summary, they think that the late veneer theory suggests the Earth's molten skin was sweetened with um, these iron-loving elements from meteorites after their metallic core has Okay. Evolved, right? So yeah. more specifically, you know, around the first... 20 to 100 million years on Earth, a large asteroid body like the size of Mars just collided with the Earth, right? And and in turn, that spit out the moon. And then the Earth and the moon were bombarded for asteroids for like 500 million years just straight. And it all ended catastrophically with this grand finale um, in the Archean like 4 to 3.8 billion years ago. Which we discussed a
0: couple geological corners back. Yeah, that's right.
1: It's all tying it in. So it's just this huge grand finale of all these asteroids just like like, coming in like fire. Um, The impact of these asteroids obviously would have been enough to like remelt any of the Earth's crust that had actually formed. So, oh, okay. Like, you know, if you were to clap your hands mm-hmm. and your and hands you will he- get hot. Yeah, you heal the heat. It's kind of the, the same heat. sort of principle. Or Except
0: or, at a very extreme. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like crazy. You don't do this so with your really hands. Loud. <laughs> yeah. Try not to do that with your hands.
1: Or, you know, you could also consider what happened to the Sudbury basin when that yep. asteroid slammed into it. So a lot of things kind of happen.
0: And they're looking down in Greenland too, I think, a potential impact event over there. Yeah. Was, um, with uh, North American nickel. Looking at that Mantisuk project, oh, which oh, yeah. I don't, I think they have since oh, gone away from that theory. But originally, theory, there yeah. was a impact event theory that was going on over there. But that's also a voice Yeah, of it faith, just
1: gets right? a lot of things moving. Yeah, but, it mixes, you know, it up, it mixes it up. It mixes it up. Yeah, and so most importantly, the asteroids during the early bombard bombardment because the terrible word could have um, polluted the molten surface of the earth with a lot of these awesome metals that we scout out for today. And of course, the essential green needs for life, like maybe water and carbon and other volatile compounds. Pretty cool, right? So,
0: so if I'm following this along here. So initially during the Hadean underworld era, if we want to call it uh, that. <laughs> it's
1: called the underworld, the dawn <laughs> of geological A time. lot of
0: the, uh, the minerals were drawn down by the iron, the heavier Metals into, or the core. into the core, and then this asteroid hit. And mixed everything up well
1: lots of asteroids just like bleh, yeah like heaps and
0: but the asteroids also brought their own metals.
1: yeah because and so it just basically created this veneer mm. of metal rich pockets of deliciousness like just on the skirts and okay. then and then the earth finally was had time to cool and form its crusts
0: and how long did this period last it's
1: like 500 million years holy smokes is- so it basically ended in the Archean, like the grand mm. finale was four to 3.8 billion years ago. so
0: this covers a pretty significant
1: yeah, well chunk
0: of the development era of the Earth's.
1: Totally. Uh, and and then the first crust that we know, we know some of the oldest rocks and in the earth on the earth right now we see for example in the superior Craton of canada yeah. so that would be all the metal rich provinces that we see in in ontario and quebec and manitoba etc just talked
0: about the ring of fire a yeah of ring of
1: fire i mean yeah. these are our crust these are earth's original crust so shortly after that big bombardment with all this potential metal coming in and polluting the the surface the veneer of the earth then shortly after you get like you know the crust starting to form and everything starts moving
0: now is the asteroid theory is the accepted theory or is there competing theories like
1: that well that's right i don't want to get too ahead of myself because please know this late veneer theory is actually widely debated um Mm. there's studies out there that are continuously challenging it and the reason being of course is that our rock record doesn't extend beyond 3.8 billion years So no one really knows what happened if there's no rocks there's no evidence. It's just Specul- marijuana. Speculation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marijuana and speculation.
1: Yeah, well, there's physics, but then there's uh, the isotope work that they're doing on samples and, and then kinetics. So wait, so I, like I have that. to
0: ask, so why do they are sampling marijuana for? No. <laughs> <They're using it
1: laughs> and for, then writing like they're, physics? <laughs> they're using it for inspiration. Oh, okay. That's only what I think. That's not actually like. No, but they movie.
0: are actually like getting isotope data off
1: pot no <laughs> oh okay
0: okay 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 i was like fair enough like that must be some old pot plants but that's, that's i love fine. it yeah, yeah, yeah I'm oh sure you're you're insinuating I'm that sure they're somebody would yeah they're up there in a haze uh yeah. trying to figure out what happened here yeah. okay fair enough fair enough i got, I got you <laughs> now amazing. i got you now yeah i got
2: you
1: please now. anybody doing isotopic work on marijuana like get in touch with me i'll pull it into a geology corner yeah we'll um. get the stone scientists in here <laughs> stone scientists yeah they'll be uh oh my god they'll be awesome they <laughs> say that that's amazing yeah. The stone yeah, science. Physics, dude. Physics. Yeah, that's taking the stones. Out so to do you have know. any
0: of the competing ideas that anybody has come up with to counter the veneer theory? Or is no.
1: It- not well, well, actually, no, I was kind of reading about it. And mm. it's about how it's really complicated. I can't get into it. But they're saying that the amount of, of these metal rich, um, these iron loving elements on the crust is proportionally actually okay. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it, depends, it depends on pressures. Yeah. Yeah, um, so and it depends physics, on temperatures. So yeah. they're they're doing all these massive pressure tests to show that the distribution coefficient is the same. But that's getting super nerdy. Yeah, but so
0: so that theory is that it, all those metals weren't necessarily driven down to Not the core by yeah. the iron. That is actually proportionally but okay. The heavier elements. I see. That's, yeah, yeah, so, that's, cool. that's cool.
1: But yeah, and it's really cool because the reason why it's such a hot topic. Um, I guess pun completely intended. I didn't mean that. That is a pun. Real. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a hot topic because it's the closest that anybody has ever gotten to the origin of life. But oh. for me, it really makes me want to sink my teeth into it further and look at it from a metal district point of view. Because we know that we see a lot of spectacular gold and copper um, camps formed, like, during the Archean and late Proterozoic. Yep, the so party So, in the, the early party time. part, the party time, like, yep. check out that podcast, like, the, er, yep. the Archean is the, the party Archean time. The Archean party, party podcast. So, I wonder if that has anything to do with it, but that's just my own little head going off, and people listening, they could say, oh, well, Leslie, I can tell you why that's not the case, and send me an email, let me know. Yeah, we, I'm we always want
0: feedback, especially from stone scientists. Who be, stone
1: scientists. Who oh be out there. We love
0: you guys, that's oh. awesome.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. that's been this week's Geology corner punishment for some and pleasure for many
0: and welcome back to studio i do love the geology corner honestly i learn pretty much as much as much or more than anyone else uh when we do that so we will continue uh continue drilling those out um if you do uh once again have a question or inquiry uh, you'd like us to cover on the geology corner please do fire us a tweet uh, at Northern Geo or at Matthew Keeble, and we will make sure to fit that in. Uh, And if it involves calling somebody or doing a little bit of uh, a background, we have no problem doing that either. So don't be shy. Uh, Fire us over topics for the Geology Corner, and we'll be happy to cover them. Um, and just touching base with uh, our sponsor the Yukon Mining Alliance quick announcement Um, on October 31st (laughs) the Yukon Mining Alliance announced four new members Um, that includes gold corp actually Uh, independence gold metallic minerals and strategic minerals Um, most exciting obviously for the territory is gold corp Uh, we've discussed uh, at length their acquisition of Kamenak and the coffee project so it's nice to see them hopping on board uh, with the local alliances and getting involved in the Yukon because gold corp's a real leader in our business and it's great to see them uh taking such an active role um in the Yukon uh the other members independence gold uh ceo we've talked to ceo randy turner uh they have the boulevard boulevard gold project which is right near um um coffee uh we also have metallic minerals and strategic minerals and everybody will know strategic minerals um they are a project generator up there uh they uh had a role in the discovery of attacks Rackla projects as well as uh, numerous other numerous other uh projects in the Yukon territory so it's exciting to see uh that the Yukon mining lines is expanding its membership uh, hopefully this uh, portends uh, some some nice active uh, exploration seasons upcoming in the uh, territory there um. And now uh, we can move right in uh, to my quick, I believe it's about six to seven minute interview uh, with Jeffrey Wilson, who is the president and CEO of Precipitate Gold. Now, Precipitate, as mentioned, has the Wanderera Gold Project in the Dominican Republic. Their main target there is called Ginger Ridge. And they made the discovery, uh, well, drilled the discovery hole there back in September 2014, intersected 18 meters of 4.5 grams gold per ton within strongly disseminated semi-massive and massive sulfides uh so this is uh another one of those um emerging projects uh people may be familiar with unigold and as we mentioned gold quest along the Tereo gold trend in the dr um and uh, i had a chance to sit down with jeffrey very uh very nice chat um he just mentioned that uh, over the past two years obviously the discovery was made in 2014 uh they've sort of been uh, battening down the hatches uh, it was some t- tough financial markets so they've been waiting to get Uh, back out there drilling again on this project. They've done a lot of uh, uh, IP geophysics, um, some uh, ground soil geochem. Uh, It's really just tightening up their targets and and looking regionally for other sort of analogs to what they've discovered at Ginger Ridge. Um, And they actually just on November 7th uh, announced they are cranking right into a 2000 meter drill program down at the wandererra property um, and that's going to be budgeted uh, the total program the drilling's 2,000 meters and then they're going to do some additional IP surveys and and basic uh, prospecting and mapping the whole program is earmarked at about 1 million dollars so they're getting it's nice to see companies getting back at it uh, with the drill bit on some of these uh, more earlier stage discoveries uh, they raised uh, just around I think 2.6 million uh, via a non brokered private placement in uh earlier this summer uh so it's nice to see some of these exploration stage companies getting uh, cashed up a little bit and getting the drill rigs back out on these projects especially in uh, prospective areas like uh, Tereo in the dr uh, where we've seen uh, north of well nearly 5 million ounces of gold equivalent discovered at UniGold and gold quest projects in the last decade so that's exciting stuff so what i'll do right now is uh, i'll run uh, my interview with jeff uh, this is on location in downtown vancouver and i'll be back to wrap the show up on the other side
2: yeah, in 2014, when we made our discovery, um, you know, obviously we were pleased to to identify a massive sulfide, semi massive sulfide material, uh, the kind of gold intercepts that we saw there, with uh, the highlight of 13 grams over five meters. But the drill discovery was made at the uh, northern extent of an IP survey and so the question for us coming uh, through that discovery was does this uh, anomaly continue? And so we were able to go back and and do follow-up IP work to indicate that the anomaly does in fact continue to the north and, and in fact becomes quite strong and intense as it moves in that direction in a very linear way. Um, unfortunately, you know, the market at that time in 2014 and even 2015 was uh, not particularly amenable to uh, raising capital for exploration stories and discovery stories. And so we had to sort of hunker down and, and, and look at other ways to continue to add value, advance the company and the project, but not blow up the capital structure of the company by issuing an enormous amount of stock at cheap prices. And so we were able to do a number of different things. One of those was we got into a data sharing agreement with our neighbor's GoldQuest. Uh, they had been in-country for 10 years and spent nearly $20 million, so there was an extensive amount of intelligence to be gathered there. Uh, We acquired some new property packages in the southern extent, contiguous to our our existing package that we thought was uh, quite prospective, and flew some airborne over that new uh, property package where we identified some quite interesting airborne anomalies, which have now emerged into geophysical and geochemical anomalies that we're currently uh, following up. Yeah, we, we The strategy for Ginger Ridge is, of course, you know, we presently we sort of have an analogous uh, signature hole where we understand, we believe, the environment with which the, the sulfide materials are hosted, and, and the, the, the objective here will be to continue to test that along strike. So we're going to propose uh, a follow-up program here of about 2,000 to 2,500 meters of drilling, 10 to 12 holes along strike to identify whether or not that sulfide body and, and ultimately gold mineralization does in fact continue along strike with some content continuity and consistency. In tandem with that, uh, we're also running uh, similar geophysical surveys to what we did at Ginger Ridge uh, originally over multiple new target areas outside of the Ginger Ridge anomaly. And so the hope here is that while drilling is ongoing at Ginger Ridge between now and year end, uh, or the beginning of the next quarter uh, of 2017, we'll also be uh, delineating or firming up additional geophysical, geochemical targets that we hope will indicate uh, drill-worthy targets for subsequent drilling down the road. I mean, we're working in an environment here in this belt of the Dominican Republic where uh, there's not a lot of obvious outcropping, um, and so, you know, really it it, it is good old-fashioned prospecting, mapping and sampling that is leading us uh, into uh, geochem anomalies, you know, silt soil sampling, um, not sort of obvious outcrop as I stated. And so it's that work where we're able to sort of vector from, you know, broad-based geochem into magnetics and then into ground uh, IP is kind of necessary in order for us to sort of vector in on where we think the best opportunities are. And so spending the time and spending the money to delineate our best targets, we think will give us the best shot at drill success down the road. Uh, we're fully permitted uh, for the Ginger Ridge target, so there's no delays there. Um, while we've been running uh, IP over Ginger Ridge as a final pass before we uh, commence drilling, we've uh, in tandem with that we've been mobilizing uh, drill equipment and uh, camp equipment up to site. So I see a very little or a very short turnaround between uh, com- completing the, the ground geophysics at Ginger Ridge and commencing drilling. And I suspect that by the middle of November at the latest, uh, drills will be turning or the drill will be turning, and the The program itself will probably run, uh, it could run into the first quarter of uh, 2017 with a small break over the Christmas holidays, but I expect assay results to be coming either near year end or into the first quarter of 2017, and that will really start to give, obviously ourselves, but also the market some indication of just what we have here at Ginger Ridge. And welcome back to studio.
0: Uh, I'd just like to thank Jeffrey Wilson from Precipitate Gold again for joining us. That was great. Uh, we will be, as we move forward here, uh, trying to get more uh, CEOs, managers, analysts, etc. on the podcast to uh, uh, bring a little color to some of these press releases, maybe get some exclusives, and hopefully eventually um, we can ask some audience questions too. So once again, if uh, you have a story you're interested in, if there's a CEO you sort of want to hear from, etc., uh, please do tweet me at Matthew. Key. we'll try to get them on the show and maybe we'll even ask your questions if we can uh if we can get people willing to do that we will most definitely take listener questions um and that's just a segment we're going to have moving forward whether it be uh analysts like joe mazumdar who's been on our show uh mickey fulp the mercenary geologist or um great ceos we've had clive johnson from b2 gold uh we had uh, max porterfield from calinex and now we've had jeffrey wilson from precipitate so we will continue to try to get um managers and representatives on from from popular and and, uh, and and breaking stories uh, to get a little bit more color for the listeners. And that's, uh, again, please do, uh, if you have a re- request or a specific question, please do tweet me because we're more than willing to chase down a lead for you. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to bring up once again <laughs> is uh, on November 17th from... Uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I will be a uh, master of ceremonies at uh, the uh, CIM Vancouver annual student night uh and this will be at the Pan Pacific um and tickets run from 35 to 100 dollars, depending on if you're a student uh the link is on our web uh website so you can surf by and grab tickets there um once again, that's November seventeenth from six p.m. to nine p.m. I'll be the MC, and uh, we will have uh, the keynote speech from Mike Cinnamon, uh, CFO of B2 Gold. So if you want to get some, uh, Mike will be telling some cool stories about building up the company, um, operating in uh, far reaches uh, like the Philippines and things like that. So some cool stories about uh, establishing best mining practices, Canadian best mining practices internationally, which will be great, uh, great to hear from Mike. I've uh, I've met him a couple times. The B2 crew is all just generally really, uh, really good to talk to about, about company building and, and establishing uh, bases of operations in, uh, in in a diverse set of jurisdictions. Um, so yeah, once again uh, that will be uh, the CIM um, student night, November 17th uh, from 6pm to 9pm. Uh, you will see me there with a mic. Uh, so do surf by our website and check that out. Uh, there'll be some, uh, I think some uh, other good uh, good speeches and it'll be great night of dinner and, uh, and networking and stuff like that. So do check that out. Uh, you can surf by the Northern Minor. We have Uh, the CIM annual Vancouver night link there and also you can surf by the CIM website to acquire tickets Um, and that should pretty much wrap up our show for the week thank you again for joining us we do value your listenership and we will catch you next week at the Northern Mining Podcast